I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't get the uh, the lag or anything. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even know. I, I think I know it's just cost I, of doing business right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're my, live, by the way. My, that's, okay. All right. My security system is, is using Wi-Fi, so I just disconnected that. Right. Well, you know, they tried to tell me at the office when we were hardwiring to that, oh, no, it doesn't matter. It's hardwiring. Yeah, look, yeah that's not... Of course it matters. Look at the picture that it froze on when I when I look. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Yeah. This it, it, when I when I posted it, if you look at the thumbnail for Facebook, that's funny. Uh-huh. Your your picture's just gone with a loading, a buffering signal. Anyway, <laughs> good times. Uh... Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I, I'm my biggest, best guess is uh, New Smyrna uh, internet. That's the only thing I can think of. As good as you can get it, it's still just not on par with the rest of us. So, but that's a price you pay for being close to the beach, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let me know when you're ready, and we will. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm good with that. All right, let's go. I'm going to run the uh, intro. Ready. Yeah. Shut up and sit down. Boom. Shaka What's up, locker. everybody? How you doing? This is That's right. This is Dope and Dharma, the We the Middle Edition of Dope and Dharma. I am the street certified dope doctor, Louis Delgado, here with you. And, of course, as always, here with my partner, the Dharma guy, Trinity Phillips. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, what's up? Nothing, nothing. And we got a little bit of lag because, you know, that good old Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> yeah, I always suffer. A little bit of lag. A little bit of lag. And, and no we're finally what, back, right? Oh, man. We, we I, I can be here. Yes, yes. It's been a real busy week, Trinity. I've been everywhere. I've been uh, everywhere, I'm, man. I'm wondering if we would have had... Uh, oh, I love that song. Um, I, I'm wondering if the lag would have been an issue, you know, from Philadelphia, from Maryland, from Delaware. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been a better show if I would have just done it from there. My guess, uh, if you were on, like, free hotel Wi-Fi, I would say it would probably be an issue. Trinity, 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 Trinity. I would not have used the free hotel Wi-Fi to do the <laughs> show. Saying. Just say. Uh, every time we've done it, I've done the up the upgrade. You know, they give you free upgrades when you're a member. You, <laughs> Excuse me, Mister. And Wi-Fi is one of them. I, yeah. Oh, it's not. It's not like those platinum dudes. Those those platinum dudes get all kinds of stuff, but they live in hotels. I don't live in a so hotel. So there's like a there's a hierarchy in the hotel staying um, world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm only order? gold. Gold is nothing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I sleep in the right. boxes out back by the dumpsters, so I don't know. I bet you they're very comfortable boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a refrigerator box. So, to my big stuff. You're right. <clears throat> so I see Richard Coleman's ready to go, man. We we should bring him on today, man. Let him, let him say some things, man. Uh, he says he's a street certified political and cultural expert. Uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, if he has some good Wi-Fi, I think we bring him on a, at least for one of these <laughs> yeah, topics. The we, got, we got several topics for today. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind inviting him. Let me before see. we get in, me... all right, 
go ahead and do that while while we talk about this. Before we get into the topics, though, can you tell everybody uh, how they can listen to us, watch us, participate? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you want to uh, watch us live, uh, you can do so on any of the three, which would be uh, Facebook Live. You can look us up at uh, Dope and Dharma or YouTube Live. Same thing, Dope and Dharma. And then lastly, but not least, is Twitch Live, which mm -hmm. is also, wait for it, Dope and Dharma. Um, if you want to listen to us later on, you can do it any platform you currently listen to podcast on, and you can catch us out there. And Richard, I am currently going to, I guess I'll Facebook message you a um, link. That's the best way I could think of at the moment. Let me see. Right on. That works. There it is. So, um, you know, while you're doing that, it's 4th of July weekend. If you're listening to this at a later date, this is when it actually happened. Uh, if you're watching or listening live, then it's Fourth of July weekend. It's a beautiful weekend. It's one of my favorite uh, holidays that I always celebrate. Uh, typically, I overspend on fireworks and I blow up the neighborhood. <laughs> but the last several years since I moved into this new neighborhood, like you're not allowed to do any of that stuff. Like they got rules in this one, you know. Whereas in my old neighborhood, I lived in that cul-de-sac. Remember, there was no homeowners association. Yeah. You don't know that. And I would just like. <clears throat> blow up the sky it would take over an hour to 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 use all the rockets and bombs and crap that i would buy uh i feel go. like I that's a spanish thing tired. i feel Is like it? that's a spanish thing i feel like it because and granted it's anecdotal but in the neighborhood i live in and the surrounding neighborhoods right. it's a very high high hispanic population um and every time any well uh -huh. first of all y'all it is uh it is fact y'all love the party and that I love about you. <laughs> However, every holiday that you could have fireworks, my entire, like, not even just my neighborhood, it's my neighborhood and the surrounding, like, three or four. I don't, I could literally just sit out my front lawn and the entire sky is just lit up from fireworks. Um, and, and I've been to other neighborhoods that are mostly Caucasian and not the same. So I feel, this is anecdotal, but I feel like it's just a, like, it's a Hispanic thing. Y'all just love to just do it big. And, and you know what? Hey, man, more power to you. I think that's awesome. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And being from Texas doesn't hurt because <laughs> it's part of the yeah. deal. You know what I mean? But it, yeah. It's, uh, but uh, I mean, it, it, it's uh, I haven't done it in the last several years. And it's not that I miss it. Here's what I don't miss. I don't miss spending the thousands of dollars that I would on fireworks because it is expensive, man. I don't, I don't really get buyer's remorse until afterwards. And I realize <laughs> I course. really just spend that much money on fireworks so i don't miss that um but yeah. i do like you know i do like blowing stuff up uh so anyway um it, it was a really interesting trinity as you know i was just in philadelphia the the city of my birth um i hadn't been back there since you know my first year of life really my first two years of life and uh so i didn't know anything about the city really you know as far as from being you know going there i know my favorite baseball teams from there so so how it goes with sports and you know this it's phillies over pirates uh, and then it's 76ers um, and then it's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers over Eagles. Um, that's how my how my loyalties to, to sports go. And it just really depend on, you know, when I was a real little kid who was doing good at the time uh, and, and Flyers. Oh, it's Penguins over Flyers, Penguins over Flyers, because they had Mario Lemieux uh, when I was younger. So sure. so it's those kinds of things. It, 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 so it was great to be there. Great to see it. But on top of that, besides going to my, my, the hospital, my birth, which that's a whole other story, Trinity. I, mean, <laughs> I felt like I, I felt like I went back to 2020. 
you know, first of all, they overcharge you for parking all throughout Philly. But I bet. I, I've watched Parking Wars, so I was really afraid of parking wrong. I did not want to park wrong uh, because <laughs> one of my favorite shows on TV is Parking Wars, and they always showed Detroit and Philly. Um, but uh, the hospitals, like back in 2020, it's like you couldn't even walk in it. Uh, you had to mask up the way you know, and it was like you know, it was it was uh, unfriendly I, I and unpleasant here. at Albert Einstein. We still have to do that. Yeah, here. you still have to wear a mask to, uh, here. Yeah, doctors' offices and hospitals and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they but they're not angry here. <laughs> Right, no. but 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 they're nicer about it here. When I and, and 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 it doesn't feel like I just walked into a homeless shelter. Yeah, but Philly's kind of known for being jerks, though, right? I mean, they booed Santa, so you know, <laughs> it's fun jerky, though. I like it. But everybody was friendly there. I mean, everybody was really cool, even when they're being jerky with you. They're doing it with a smile, and it's like really cool. It's like it's like <laughs> I love, love the energy. I do love the energy. But uh, sure. and then I go into Delaware, right? I got to go speak at a hospital in Delaware. And you got to wear a mask as well, but the, but the environment, everything was clean, everything was nice, pretty free parking. I mean, it was just a whole different environment. They were so nice in Delaware, except they charge you four dollars to drive in on a freeway, which doesn't make sense to me. That's a well, whole other issue. So one of these I days drew, we have to talk about the toll roads in the northeast. Well, my my only experience of that right is I had a um, a fitness like convention that I had to go to a couple years uh, up in Ocean City, Maryland, um, and I made the drive both times. And uh, in doing so, I drove through Delaware to get to Maryland, and and I, I swear Delaware was all like twelve minutes, and I was through it. <laughs> like I didn't. They're apparently they're all like so close yeah. together where, where you can kind of go in and out. Um, and then I did have that right. bridge. I told you it was like a big uh, bridge. Uh, I want to say is around Annapolis, and it was like this massive bridge that went down into yeah. like a tunnel, and I had to pay. Yes. Yeah, I, it was like a toll. I was like, what? What is it? But it was like forever long, by the way. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I didn't do one that went down in a tunnel in Annapolis, but I did do Annapolis Bridge that was forever long over the water, right by the Naval Academy. That was really cool because uh, Annapolis was one of the places I had to go speak. But it's an amazing tour, but I don't want to take up too much time doing that. I just wanted to say it was amazing. And it was beautiful to be up in Philadelphia uh, right before the 4th of July holiday because I was able to walk the streets. I was able to see the Liberty Bell, you know, learn more about Ben Franklin and all the stuff that, you know, you don't even study. And, you know, you know, you haven't heard that stuff since like sixth grade. Right. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. for some reason, we only learn that stuff when we're itty bitty little kids. And then after that, nobody ever talks about it again. No only time you ever talk about it again is to attack it or to challenge it, but they never really teach you constitution again, unless you take those classes specifically. They never really teach you the historical information again until you, unless you absolutely <laughs> want to learn about that stuff, which I, which I think is to, a little bit off. I think we don't uh, have to be taught. We're all, we're all well, constitutional scholars. Just look, look on Facebook. Oh, everybody's an expert. Everybody's an expert. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, that's true. So, so it was good to be there. Here was the one observation I will make. Here's before 4th of July. I, and, and typically you could tell when a city's gearing up for a big holiday weekend, you can see the flag start coming out. You can start, start seeing, I didn't really see that. I didn't see like, it didn't look, look like it was really gearing up for anything, but maybe that's just normal there. Um, but what I did notice is that I would say Trinity, at least 70 to 80% of the people that I was walking around with to each site and each site that I'd go to, it's like I, I same people, I would see the same people over and over again. They were probably 70 to 80% of them were from out of the country. And then out of that 70 to 80 percent, I would say 70 to 80 percent of them were from a Latino country, a Latino country. Uh, and wow. then it was Italy and then it was uh, others. But uh, but a huge, huge, huge Spanish European uh, 
just a bunch of Spanish Europeans, Italian Europeans, a lot of Europeans uh, are here. I get it might, you know, uh, it's just that time, I guess. And, and they were right. just all and, and they were loving it. They were like eating it up. They were asking me questions as if I was an expert. I said, you know, I don't, I don't know. They were they were like acting like you should know. Right. Like, you know, what happened <laughs> there? Why is it like that? Oh, and that is so great. And, I was, and, and they were just like so intrigued. And I'd be like, uh, like a dumb American, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what? Me. I got to. I gotta say, if they told me, they told me in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got friends that are from other countries as well, um, and it's same thing as I said earlier. I don't know if this is anecdotal or not. Like, I haven't surveyed all of them, but of the friends that I have that are from other countries, I am astonished at how well versed they are on the history of their country and things around it, versus my fellow American who probably couldn't pass a citizenship test, like the actual citizenship test to become an American. Most Americans I know probably couldn't fill that out and, and pass it. But like all my friends that are from other countries, yeah. dude, they they're like an encyclopedia for their country's history. It's, it's weird. And I don't know what, once again, I don't know if that's a normal thing or just the people I know. And if it is a normal thing, like, damn, like what are we doing wrong? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dude, they were, they were like in love with the Liberty Bell. I mean, like they were like, you know, the Liberty Bell meant so much then because the, the symbolism of freedom. And I'm like, you know what? We don't even use that in conversations like we should here in the United nope. States. When do you even hear about the Liberty Bell here in the United States? And and, and for them to know that it's symbolized. Yeah. They, they, for them to know that it's symbolized the the the, the abolition of, of the, the abolishment of slavery and how we grew as united as a people in, in all this stuff. I mean, it was amazing how much they knew and were interested in it. And we're talking about like the, the kind of people maybe in their country that to this day still fight for rights and, and have very little. And it's a very, very tiny population. Um, but here as Americans, we're very embracing and, and, and everyone's equal here. The way they would talk about us is nothing like if you would turn on the TV and the news here, it, it sounds nothing like what these people were saying. What they were right. saying, the way they, they looked at us and talked about us was it just made me feel really really good and really proud and, it's, and it was really great to hear from a lot of the spanish country people because my my memory uh when i run into a lot of people from spain is you know the arrogance of the spaniard right and in this case <laughs> it was nothing like that they were absolutely they were loving they were friendly they they were they were just in awe of everything and and, and even like the betsy ross they were like this is where the first flag was done right isn't that incredible you know the the flag and this is where it's from and, and and can you take our picture and it's like wow man these they they i don't know if i would do that in their country i don't know if i know anything about their country to be honest with you i don't know i don't know if i can go to spain and know anything about you know not yeah. one of their kings you know what i mean not one of their monarchs. yeah my knowledge is going to be pretty much exhausted quickly other than like i've watched some of these crime documentaries of like some major crimes that have happened right Right, I, oh, and right. I learned a lot of that. I just don't remember it all. Like I don't have it uh, to recall. Like maybe right. they do. Yeah, yeah. Which I, which I think it would help. I, you know, it seems like the people that always think that they know the most about other countries are the people that say this country sucks. You know, it's better. Like Amsterdam, man. Amsterdam is better. You know, like yeah. stuff like that. Like that. That clown always seems to know a lot about America, supposedly, or other countries, supposedly. But I think we yeah. need to to to. I think we really, really need to do a better job of understanding the rest of the world since we are a nation of accepting everyone. And we really do try our best here as humans, as people. Uh, if you don't uh, watch CNN or Fox too much, uh, if you or watch both, if you watch both, you're good. Uh, but if you only watch one of them, you, you're, you're probably a little slanted. But um, if you if you don't allow the media 
media to, to, to move you around and let the Crips and Bloods kind of mandate that you join their gang, then you'll probably know that we're a very accepting society. So Ellie Lawton from Facebook Live, it's good, it's good to see your comment right there that uh, apparently you, you guys are t- taught at a very young age. Uh, that's really cool. Um, you know, as you know, Ellie is from over there, uh, from Europe. Um, I just think that's really cool, man. Um, man, I mean, like, put it this way. I met a Haitian and, and she was like all American up, man. And she was like, loving it, loving it, love it. And, and she was like, yeah, we speak four languages. And I was like, four languages. They have yeah. to speak four languages, like mandatory. Uh, the only they thing I know about, uh, the, Haitian, speak Haitian. the only, the only words I know is anytime I see a Haitian, I always say, uh, um, uh, Sabase and they say, my that's, that's all I know. <laughs> It's a greeting. Yeah, I, too bad I didn't remember that. <laughs> All right, man. So, so today, uh, what are we talking about today, Trinity? What are the, what are the topics? The hotter topics, and of course, I know we're talking about everything. But I mean, what are the hotter? Yeah, yeah. Topics? Um, well, I mean, just the the ones. The, so the first one, I guess, is just uh, the Supreme Court rulings. Um, seems to be a topic of discussion as of late, which is weird, right? Because the Supreme Court has been around for a very, 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 very long time, um, and we don't seem to talk about it unless somebody's getting nominated or they came up with a ruling that's controversial. Um, so like in my entire 40 plus years of life, I think the Supreme court, I can remember Supreme court, uh, conversations, all of maybe, I don't know, three times my whole life until the last like couple of weeks. And that's all everybody wants to talk yeah. about. Um, and, cause they've released, I don't know. I think there's still two more coming. I'm not really sure. I, I think they were supposed to come today as a matter of fact. So they might have, um, but I know they had a, a whole plethora of rulings that they were kind of like letting trickle out over the last week or two. Um, many of them were controversial in some people's eyes, and, and there's a few other a little bit more benign ones, but uh, I want to say that they're all out right now. All the expected rulings are out. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to venture to say that if, if the Supreme court gets involved, it's going to be controversial because that's the highest court. Um, right. So that means nobody else settled it or could settle it and so it's going to <laughs> yeah. be controversial i don't think there's any ruling that the supreme court gets involved with that doesn't have a level of severity attached to it and there's going to be half the population not happy with it that's that's pretty the norm right yeah i, I mean I, I think i don't know over the years i've seen some that have come out have been just like a blip on the screen um because it's somewhat settled law for the most part it kind of just needed to have that official ruling on it um but there are a few that are just pretty pretty big moments i think um which is weird you know the i don't know the last couple days we've had the one everybody wants to talk about is the roe v wade Uh, of course you also have the gun one but there's another one that kind of stuck through that i was kind of shocked that more people aren't talking about it's the miranda rights one where they don't necessarily have to tell you the Miranda rights anymore. Like it's kind of just supposed to be understood. Oh, really? Uh, that one was kind of big to me, man. Cause I don't know. I, I think a lot of people don't know about the Miranda rights. I, I mean, I think uh, if you watch a lot of crime shows, you probably have a basic understanding, but I don't think the average <laughs> person truly understands um, that. Right. You know, even me, I didn't quite understand it until I, uh, I, I got hired at the postal service. Right. So, being at the postal service for 11 years yeah. your union while you're there um and and i didn't know anything about union i didn't know anything about union reps i didn't know anything about the contracts and stuff like that like prior to that i was just you know regular employee just got hired somewhere did your thing um but in doing that work for 11 plus years 
I realized how important it was, what you say, how you say it, things of that nature. And I even worked at the state attorney's office and the courthouse prior to that. And it still never sunk into that level because I wasn't in the thick of it. Right. But when I was in the union, wow, dude, like absolutely 100% unequivocally. If you're watching this and something happens around you and the cops take, ask for a lawyer, like it's in your best interest. I don't care if you're guilty or not ask for a lawyer you need somebody to represent your interest in there um and i don't know if everybody fully appreciates yeah. that so the idea that they don't have to read the miranda rights the way they wore uh, that's that feels sketchy to me for a lot of people man it does that feels like one of the bigger ones that might impact a lot of people no. that aren't aware really? of it I think so, man. I, I think so. And, and and that's the one that says you have the right to shut the hell up, right? Yeah, you have the right to remain right, silent. Right. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. You know, you have the right to attorney. If you can afford one, we'll give you one as well. So that's basically... You, you've been, you, you either watch way too many crime shows, Trinity, or you, you get arrested <laughs> way too many times. Well, I have yeah. been read the Miranda rights. I've watched yeah. shows, and my mother was in the law enforcement officer <laughs> most of my life. So it's like the triple well, whammy. I, I think what they're saying is, look, man, who doesn't know that you have the right to shut the hell up? I mean, if you don't, if you don't right now know, well, then, then, well, then that's that's why they should get busted. If you don't, if you, if you right. just talk, then talk. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the impact. I saw what Marissa said there. Let's put that back up there again. Uh, so yeah. Marissa Molesky on on Facebook said uh, that's dangerous. Very great area and room for those rights to be taken in places if they're not spoken upon uh, arrest. But yeah, like right? I said, I'm not. I don't guarantee that it's going to be an issue. It just feels like it could be some shady stuff. Like, you know, I, I think individuals who are in law enforcement sometimes, but not always, um, are very well, into like well, bending bending the rules a little bit to get what they want. And and it's just I don't but, know. But it just let, feels sketchy. Trinity, let let's 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 get honest here. Um, every time I've ever heard about the Miranda rights being an issue in a case. It's actually worked in the direction of they were not read, therefore the, the criminal yeah. was let go. Yeah. So uh, they're doing I, away I've with never that right there. Heard, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, in other words, I've never heard it mentioned for any other reason other than it was a right. technicality, therefore somebody got off. And if, listen, if, if somebody hurt one of my children or my wife, and the law officer accidentally forgot to read the Miranda rights because he just chased your ass down, had to run half, <laughs> half a mile, finally caught up to you, got you, put you in the car, started trying to explain to the buddies what, what, what you just did. And, and then, you know, Hey, Hey, put him in your car. And then the other officer gets you. They don't even know that the other one didn't read it. You know, they think the other read it. You know, there's so many chaos going on. I, sure. I, I don't want you to get off on that kind of technicality. So I get it on that point. Now in regards to why the Supreme court had it, to get involved who who knows you know I, i'm assuming they're again this is one of those cases they're a hell of a lot more educated than i am and they know yeah. no constitutional law and i don't i don't know what that had to do with anything sure uh, well that's essentially what they were trying to do is is to stop that so um but yeah mm -hmm. i i mean i think <clears throat> that's you know so essentially <laughs> with the supreme court rulings <laughs> Padilla, um yeah, the Supreme Court yeah. rulings, I think, are, are, are a big deal for a lot of people right now. Um, the biggest ones being, well, the biggest one, let's be honest here, uh, the Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. um, after that is some combination yeah. of the uh, concealed weapon carry and the immigration one for yeah. some people. Right. 
Uh, the EPA one is big for some. All right, well, let's as pause well. there. Let's pause there because we talked about those other two. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. <clears throat> stop. 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 Because I want to call BS on all the people that you know got all up in arms in some of these cases, and all of a sudden the the, the immigration one comes out, and I don't hear hardly anything about it. Look, do you, have you noticed people that nobody's rioting or breaking windows about the immigration one and? You know, this actually affects Latinos. Now here, that's where I have a real dog in the fight, right? Especially to all you people that says, well, you're not a female, so you can't make comments on Roe v. Wade. Well, I am a Mexican, so I can't comment on on, on uh, this immigration one. So let's talk about that one a little bit, because I don't know all the details of the stay in Mexico or not stay in Mexico. Uh, I, I got to admit, I don't know all that. I'm more interested yeah, in the DACA uh, stuff, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm more interested in, hey, man, you just secure that just a little bit better because uh, what I told you time and time again, I'm biased. I'm all right with Mexicans crossing the border. I always have been, uh, even though I know that the criminal element comes through, drugs come through. There's a lot of bad stuff that happens to the females that are getting trafficked through. I don't like the coyote stuff that happens, but I'm biased a little bit because I do know a lot of hardworking ones that come work and then they go back at night. They come work and they go back at night. But that's a different kind of person. There's a lot of other people now coming through and from a lot of other countries and a lot of other places. And so when you when, when the whole world is sending people through Mexico, what does that tell you, people? When the whole world, I mean, we have people from all. I mean, they're 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 getting they're they're catching. People. There's a matter of fact, the Mexicans aren't even crossing over anymore. Bro, the Mexicans are just sitting back going, what is going on here? You know, it's it's all kinds of people from other countries, man. The Mexicans aren't even doing it, man. They're like, I don't want anything to do with y'all, man. I don't want, I don't want, uh-uh. Mexico has turned into like that backyard that everybody uses to cut through the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and we don't want any blame for it. We're like, hey, we have nothing to do with it man so this just stay the stay in mexico is like uh, the mexicans are probably said well not stay in mexico they're not from here they're, you know they're, 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 like that dude's that dude's from the middle east over there that that person's asian over there that i don't know how a canadian got here canada your border is pretty free and wide open why don't you go back up there and come through there how did you get over here right. you know whatever you know there's all these people <clears throat> yeah. from all different places uh but but you notice that nobody's up in arms about it why because we keep on getting forgotten like nah, look we're the number one minority here in the united states and very little attention gets put on to us at all unless they're talking immigration and even right. latinos agree with immigration law just so you know even latinos agree with immigration law you know so so don't think just because we're latinos we're all like you know it should be wide open because we know what comes through borders and we know who takes advantage of open borders and we know what kind of uh, businesses are at play. And, and I really don't like that, that anybody has to pay, especially from the poverty level, they're already poor and they have to pay $1,500 or $3,000 cash American money to get put in a stupid truck and they die in a damn semi truck. Uh, and nobody cares, man. Nobody even knows the names. And where, where's the monument that's going to be made for those people that died in that truck? And where's, and we, you know, how about remember that name? What's my name? What's my name? Can you say my name? I died in a semi truck in your country because I wanted to be I wanted to have the freedoms and the liberties and the, and the life that you have as poor as you may think you are is is hurt or neglected or disrespected as you might think you are. I died in a semi truck trying to get your life. And what's my name? Nada. You don't give a damn. You don't give a damn about us. And I definitely 
definitely want everybody to know that. Nobody is making the big yelling and frustrating and kicking everything around and saying, man, if we do not lock down these borders the way we really need to, you're giving free reign for these for these people to coyote our families through and kill them, rape them, destroy them, and you don't care. You know what you care about? You care about gender issues. You care about white-black issues, but you don't give a damn about brown. Give a damn about brown. There, I said it. I had to get that off my chest because it pisses me <laughs> off. Man. Go for it. Testify. No, because every, everybody talking everybody talk about diversity and equality. And, 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 and to be honest, Honest with you, Trinity, it's 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 not diversity and equality. It's it's we care about two issues. The people that talk about diversity and equality only care about two things, and then you can throw climate on top of it. They only care about gender and they care about black, but they don't care about Latinos, they don't care about Hispanics, they don't care about us as you know, that we got issues too. They don't care about the regular poor people, they don't care about white poor people, they don't care about the abused people, they don't care about the rape people. They don't care about all these people that get abused. They don't care about women for real. They don't care about women's issues. We got women that, that have been working hard for, for equality and having their own sports and shit like that. And then even they get trampled on. And if they say anything about it, they're they're now they're homophobic. You know, it's just it gets ridiculous, man, that we only care about two issues in this country that, 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 that are getting any attention. And if you say anything, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobic. No, you're not. I'm not. You know, I, man, I want love for everybody, man. It's, it's just, but, but I, I don't, I don't think it's helpful when we act like we want love, peace, and no hate. And then all we do is shade on everybody that doesn't agree with us. And it's just ridiculous, man. And I hated seeing that tanker, that, that, that semi uh, with all those dead Latinos in there, man. Yeah. It was horrible, horrible. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty bad. I am. Um... Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't no, agree more. I mean, I you never expect to go off like that. I apologize. <clears throat> no, no worries. Man. I apologize. It's just, it's just, it just got frustrating when I started thinking about it, man. Because I mean, I, I just hear so much, man. I just hear so much. I'm yeah. just like you. You hear so much, and then, and then, and then I know the, the average, regular, everyday person. Uh, they act like they give a damn, but they only bring up the same two damn issues every time they act like they give a damn. And and I'm not trying to put down those issues, man. You know, I mean, I I think those two issues are. Very, very important but they're not the only issues no i i agree um uh well you and i talked about it earlier a couple days ago hold on let me add uh richard just popped in and i'll finish my thought um hey what's up richard coleman morning what's going on so um, wanted to uh add you on first before i i finish my thought and then we'll we'll continue on but uh to address what you were just saying louis um like i said a few days ago you and i were on the phone and I, i had my own little blow up moment i think uh it, it was just frustrating that uh, uh where we're at right now you can't even just acknowledge what you're observing you can't even comment on what like what's staring you right back in the face without being called all sorts of names and canceled and things of that nature um and i think it's a disgrace i i think the ability to have discord is what should make this country great is that freedom of speech be able to have dialogue and converse about things because you're not always going to agree with everybody but that's how you learn that's how you grow that's how you evolve is is by hearing those perspectives and saying oh i never looked at that way and you come to some sort but you can't do that anymore there's one prevailing thought and if you don't agree with that then you are this you're that you're all these other things so i agree with you wholeheartedly man right well because because trinity and one last thing before we get to richard look because slavery still exists right now trinity yes it still exists 
in Asian populations. It still exists in the Latino populations in this country. In this yeah. country, we have slavery of Asian people and Latinos in this country. Now, in other countries, black people are still enslaved in Africa. In Africa, they're still yeah. enslaved. So, but what I'm saying is that we only talk about it as if, you know, only it's a, it's a one people issue or one gender issue or one type of people issue. No, no, this is happening now, but I don't see anybody freaking out about it, getting upset about it. And, and as long as, you know, you Crips and Bloods keep fighting each other, you're not having a conversation about, wait a minute, we both actually agree on a lot of this stuff, but then we get stuck on our polarities and then we have to defend our polarities rather than come more closer to the yep. middle and actually agree on some things. You know what I mean? So, Pretty you know, uh, but, but I also want to pinpoint that we have to respect the, the, the three branches that we have and you have to trust in the three branches that we have. And if you don't spend some time abroad or spend some time with some new Americans or people that are trying to become Americans and ask them, why are they here? If this place is so bad, why did you come here? Yeah. Do you know how horrible this place is? Why did you come here? And they'll tell you and they'll explain to you why they're here. And maybe maybe somehow you'll remember why your family either came here, stayed here or don't leave here. Anyway, I'm done for that. Look, 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 look at Rich. I think Richard's promoting something with that hat. <laughs> Maybe just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Awesome. Richard, I always joke about uh you can't even you can't even get a cross really on 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 the uh what is it? The emojis. I always yeah. joke about the emojis on on the cell phone. I could I could type in holy cross on the on on on, uh, on my text and they won't give me the option of putting a cross. Well, it just seems like culturally they don't want it. They don't want any kind of reminders that that, you know, Western civilization, moral standards that we used to have in this country. We're trying to turn off any indication of what they used to be so that we can't teach them going forward. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think I think they really forget that, that a lot of our a lot of our families, maybe not mine specifically, but a lot of when I say our American families came here to to avoid religious persecution or not being allowed to practice what they practice. So to come here to a country and still be persecuted for your religious beliefs, I think is, is horrible. That's, that's crazy. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a different issue. So Richard, uh, Hey, wait a minute. Are you still uh, going for office or is that done? What, what's going on? No, that's been over for about a month. Um, there were three seats up for the County commissioner's position here in Iredell County. I finished fourth. I was 300 votes out of third. Dang. Um, and I mean, in, in all reality, you can't run on the idea that, hey, I'm not going to win. But I knew it was a tall order to win your first time out in any kind of elected position. Um, the three guys that, that did win, end up winning, you know, from a common sense perspective, they probably should have. You know, you had the head of Veterans Affairs in our county for 20 years that retired in December, ran, and he was the top getting vote getter. Your number two guy was a three time incumbent and the number uh, the number two, the number three guy. He's uh, actually number two at the sheriff's department and has worked for the sheriff's department for 20 years and lived in the county his entire life. Oh, wow. And then there's yeah. and then there's the landscaper oh, out of the south okay. end of the county that nobody knew who he was 18 <laughs> months ago. So you know, <laughs> that makes, that I, makes sense. I look at it as I look at it as a huge W like and the the amount of support that I received and then the feedback that I got from from leadership that's been in our county for a long time. You know, I got a lot of attaboys and, you know, I had some conversations where people looked at me and they were, they told me, they go, don't lose, don't lose the motivation that you have. He says, because you did something that's not supposed to happen in our county. Nobody knew who you were 18 months ago. You're not from here. Nobody knew who you were. And you came in and you almost got a seat on the county commission your first time running. So 
you know, well, the, I, I, wow. go ahead. The thing that I would applaud you for, and, and I mean this with all sincerity, man, is is um, you tried. Right, like everybody wants to sit back and complain and whine, and I'm guilty of it too, man. Like I got a problem with a lot of these things, uh, but you actually ran, like you did what the the American way is. Is like you know what, I have a problem with this, and I'm gonna go ahead and try and, and be a decision maker. So you know, I applaud you for that, man. Like kudos. And we could, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with it this time, but we should have a show just about the process of running for public office because it's not a wonder why people mm. don't do it. Sure. Some yeah. of the garbage that comes along with it, the drama, the gossip, the running your character, your your oh, yeah. family's we had, characters. We had, to, we had to hear with uh, one of our other commissioners. Uh, there's a All whole of it. big thing about it. It's yeah. crazy. And, and the only thing, one of the things that I had to my advantage was nobody really knew who I was. So they didn't have a bunch of old dirt that they could use on me. But the mudslinging, as soon as you <laughs> declared that you were running for office, let let the slinging begin, and it did, and it was and it was pretty brutal for some people. It wasn't as bad for me, and they took their shots at me too. But it's not a wonder why people don't want to get involved to just do the right thing for the right reasons, because right. yeah, people look at those positions as purpose instead of service. Right. And if you're going to define yourself right. by who you are, right. yeah, you're going to scratch, claw, dig, and and destroy anybody in your way in order to get there. But that, I don't think that that's what those positions were ever about or what they were created for. You're supposed to be a representation of the people. It's not supposed to be about you at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's a real good point. And, and you know, and I think you, and you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put an exclamation point on that point, if you can say it like that, uh, <laughs> from sure. what I was witnessing when I walked the streets of Philadelphia this past week was Benjamin Franklin originally had slaves and then he became the leader of the abolitionist movement. And in and, and so many places that I walked there, uh, there was a lot of plaques that have been uh, put up in our time in the 2000s, 2000 this, 2000 that, as latest as 2018 and stuff like that. They had pictures of Obama there and stuff like that. And they were saying stuff like these people, it's not who they were and how they lived as much as it's what they wrote. And, they, and, and there's plaques that talk about that. And there's a lot of writings around there that says, let's not judge these individuals by how they lived in their time, but the words they put together for our time. And, and I thought that was pretty uh, intelligent. And I think we do need to, 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 I agree. to put things in context of time and put things in context uh, of how we are reading it from today's view. You're, but, you're but talking about, individuals you're talking about teaching make, history. Right, right. That some of these Which is what we don't do that, anymore. That have been canceled even. So you're talking right. about something that you're talking to, you know, you're talking it, about something you know, that happened. You... Sorry, the delay is throwing me off. But um, what you're talking about is something like, for instance, you brought up Ben Franklin. That was 175 years before the civil rights movement in the 60s. So how counterculture was it? You know, they everybody wants to beat up on George Washington, Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. Right. The forefathers of America. But what they don't teach you. And, and the reason they beat up on beat up on them is because they own slaves. Well, that was the way that the market, that's the way the economy worked in that time. But do you know what they did that was completely countercultural for that time? They taught their slaves how to read. And what was the most popular book of that time? If you were going to, if it was going to be easily accessible and you were going to use it to teach somebody, you'd want to have mass quantities of it. It was the Bible. So these were God fearing men. That, that taught their slaves how to read out of the Bible. 
Well, what happens when you teach somebody to read out of the Bible? What does the Bible say? All men are created equal. All men are created in the image of God. So without unbeknownst to them, they probably started the civil rights movement in America back in the 1700s. But we don't want to give them credit for that because it's easier to crucify them in the court of public opinion for having the slaves to begin with. Instead of talking about what they did with them and how they helped them grow and maybe what they did and in integrating them into their family lives. But we don't want to talk about that portion of it because that doesn't fit the narrative of, you know, the white men that created America are bad. Right. Well, and, and that's a great point you, you just mentioned, because, you know, I'm a I'm a big, uh, you know, I've, I've, probably one of the only men I've ever quoted all my life has always been Martin Luther King Jr. Um, for some reason, he just struck struck me in a real good way. Uh, but um, like you said, civil rights didn't start then. I, I, how come I wasn't educated about Ben Franklin a little bit more? more about it he actually started the app he actually i didn't know all these years with the liberty bell i seriously did not know and and i'm i know i'm showing my ignorance and stupidity here and and i apologize for that blame texas education uh but i thought texas education was good but we learned i learned a hell of a lot more about the alamo than i did about the liberty bell and the liberty bell was actually you know after the civil war they went throughout the united states and all all these different states to show it off and people would want to touch it you know uh, hold it kiss it all because it meant the freedom of all people. Uh, and, and I didn't know about that. I, I never looked at the Liberty Bell as, as, as a thing like that. Yeah, I think we I had mean, to do a project on it once when I was a kid. It, it, it's just incredible to me. And you're right. It's a failure of the American education system. If we did a better job of teaching the real history of America, you wouldn't fight 95% of the cultural issues that you fight today in, today's, in, in our country today. It's just like, you know, the two big topics you were talking about earlier, immigration and abortion, right? Those are the big, those are the big, uh, you know, those are always the, the, the push pull between the Democrats and the Republicans. The problem is, is we've never fixed it. Mm-hmm. We've never come up with a solution. It's, it's right. always something to run on, whether it's two years, four years or six years for senators. It's always a political talking point instead of focusing on finding a solution to our immigration issues. Or finding, you know, something of a happy medium between, you know, you know, religious people like myself that believe in no abortion and then some people that believe in abortion up to birth, finding some kind of common ground. Like I always tell people, right, I've got right. no problems. I've got no problems compromising on abortion when it comes to rape and incest. The thing is with rape and incest, it's less than one percent of one percent of all abortions that are performed in America. So I tell you what, I'll give you that 1%. Are you willing to compromise and get rid of the other 99? Well, no, there never are. They want, they want it. And and now we've talked about, I mean, we've even had a sitting governor of Virginia talk about, we would allow the birthing process to occur. And then we wouldn't give medical attention to the child after birth. We would just try to keep it comfortable until it expired. I'm sorry, but I don't care what you believe in and what you don't believe in. That is pure evil to me. And the fact that we can even have a conversation with a straight face and in an open course is just beyond me. Well, well, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a direct question because you are a person that most likely will uh, one day serve. And, and I'm assuming you'll serve as a Republican uh, because you're a registered Republican. Right. So so let me yes, ask sir. you this question, because, uh, you know, We've we've always heard that conservatives only care 
about life before it's born. But then once it's born, like you don't care. Uh, can you can you speak directly to that as, as a Republican? What, what do you what do you hear when you when you hear that? And, and what's your response to that? I think it's uh, typically it's a cop out because, you know, Republican like I, I mean, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but I coach baseball for some at risk youth in our area um, with a ministry called Power Cross. And Power Cross was a ministry that was started by a man that, that saw a need for male leadership in his community. And he literally, through the 15 years, has created a system where they, they go pick these boys up every afternoon from their schools that they wouldn't normally get have a ride to. They bring them, they bring them to Power Cross. They, they tutor them in their classes. They do Bible studies and they coach them in sports and they keep them off the streets. So I like for my actions to do my speaking for me, not just my words. So when people tell me that, that I, don't, I, I've, I don't care once the child is born, you're outside of your mind. I actually care more because that person or that child at some point is going to contribute to society in one way or another, whether it's negatively or positively. Now, I would prefer that we raise as positive of a society as we can. But along with that comes the accountability, the structure and the discipline that should come along with that. Do I think in, in any given moment that somebody should should bring children into this world and and not properly raise them to be adults? No, I don't. And I don't think that in I don't think it's your right to do that. In fact, I think that you're doing society a disservice when you do it. And see, the problem that I've got is we don't hold adults and parents accountable enough for some of their life decisions. Because, you know, I put up a, a very controversial post um, on Facebook a few days ago, and it's been shared, and there's multiple people chiming in both sides of the aisle. I, I'm pro-choice. Four choices, to be exact. Abstinence, contraception, motherhood, or adoption. Hmm. That's where I stand on abortion. Hmm. But do I care about what the child's going to do once they're here? Absolutely. Do I care that they're being taken care of properly? Absolutely. The system, when you talk about social services, that's a broken system, um, along with along with other a lot of other broken systems that we have in this country. But it's because we let too many politicians have a have too much of a say when it comes to these things, because well, yeah. politicians, mm-hmm. politicians aren't in it for the people. They're in it for themselves. Well, I, I and I take it. I take issue when I know that we have a healthcare system problem and we have an educational system problem and then when we have a failed healthcare system and a failed education system, and then that person becomes a, a youthful offender or an adult offender, then we only focused on the, 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 the problems in our legal system. It's like, wait a minute, the legal system shouldn't even been involved. If we would have had a better two systems to begin with, if we would, if we would have prevented some of this stuff, if we would work on some prevention and actually help the, 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 the youth or help the families prior to birth or in those early stages of birth of how to parent, how to take care of a kid instead of just, However, we're doing it is just not working. I don't know what we're doing, but it's not working, man. I was just in look. I was just in a, a big city, much bigger than New Smyrna Beach, where I live right now. Uh, the poverty was everywhere. The trash was everywhere. Uh, I, I felt for them. I was like, man, if if this was your surroundings every day, if this is all you saw every day, and then if you turn on the TV and, and they told you, hey, by the way, if you leave your city. They hate you out there. They don't like you out there. So you better stay right where you're at. Or, or, or what? Then how would you have any hope or desire to get out of it if that's all you were exposed to? 
Well, that goes back to, I think that goes back to the Lyndon Johnson era, the introduction and the inflation of the FDR entitlements that, you know, monetized the, the, the incentivized, you know, single motherhood, a broken family unit, no male accountability in the household whatsoever. You, you know, we can go down that. I don't want to get too far off in the weeds, but the LGBT community can say whatever they want. But a two parent household, male and female, is by far going to yield the best results when it comes to raising children into adulthood. And that's just my personal belief. I don't have any, I don't have anything other than, other than my own life experience to go ahead. Right. And, and, and I, and and I respect that Richard, but I, but I will add that, that two parents of any type, I think are better than one uh yes. is is how i would qualify just to at least get my two cents in there too no i, I just say I, that when you have I two agree, people i agree whether they're two females two males or i there's always I one that's a little I, bit rougher than the other one that's a little bit more strict than the other right i said that because I, i'm gonna say that a, a, a dual parent household male and female is what I would recommend, and then you're going to have a bunch of people chime in, you know, the trolls and whatnot on Facebook say, oh, what about same-sex couples? I just wanted them to, I wanted there to be clarity in that statement. A single-parent household is not going to yield the accountability and structure that a dual-parent household will yield. Period. But the minute that you incentivize women to go out there, and I'm going to say it, women, to go out there and birth children, and the more children that they have, and that don't get married, the more money the government right. is going to send them is a problem. Well, I think we've, because I've said it before on shows and, as well, and, and they've established through the data. I mean, it's pretty obvious the number one indicator of, of success or failure as an adult is, was there a male parent in the home, um, like a father figure in the home? Like that is the that is the number one, and, and it goes across all uh, uh, income. It goes all across right. gender, all across cultural the number one indicator as to if this person is going to be, you know, a violent offender, if they're going to be this is, was there a a male figure in the house? Because there's a lot of fatherless kids out there growing up um, causing problems for people. I mean, that's, and that's not even an opinion. That's literally data. There's actual data to back that up. Well, let me tell you something. This is where I I get frustrated. Go ahead. I just wanted to address this issue that Marissa Molesky from Facebook uh, Live put it. She said, I would rather a homosexual couple be able to adopt a baby than to have the mother aborted. And I think that's one of the things that we could look into and we should look into is that, you know, how hard is it right now? Because I don't know the abort. I mean, I don't know the adoption system. I don't know how hard it is. But if there are if there are pockets, if there is a whole bunch of people out there that are waiting years and years and years to adopt and they're healthy, good, loving people, then. And this may be an option for somebody to look into to fix that system a little bit better. And then and then maybe more people would uh, take their babies to term if they can adopt them out uh, to a healthy couple like this. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Go ahead, Richard. No, what I was going to say was that the it, there, you get so deep in the weeds on some of this stuff. But um, going back to what you what, Marissa was saying, I, I don't disagree with you. The, and, and I struggle sometimes because I've, you know, I've got a friend that actually runs social services for one of the, ca- the counties surrounding me. And he tells me about the process and the expense of adoption. I mean, you're talking average adoptions, 50 grand, and it's, you know, a six month process after fostering. And, 
you know, I get it. There needs to be a set of checks and balances and we need to make sure that these kids are in safe quality homes. But then when you're, when you've got so much red tape wrapped around the adoption process, and then I hear about the horror stories that these kids have to deal with, whether they're in a home or a foster home, it, it it's like, okay, guys, we've got to find, we got to do something different because you've got, you've got a log jam yeah. on, give on, on, people that want to adopt for the right reasons and take care of these children. And we're keeping them jammed up in foster homes and, and orphanages where they're being abused one way or another. Um, obviously. And, and it goes back to what you were saying too. You said that, you know, what was it that you said? Healthcare and, and there's and the, the education uh, and the education, the healthcare and the education system. What I'll point out when you, when you talk about that, Think about the two most regulated systems in America by government, the medical industry and education. Yeah. Yeah. I I do find it ironic. Mm -hmm. I think it's ironic, though, when we talk about this, that it's actually cheaper and easier to create life right now than it is to go adopt life that's already existing. That's just kind of ironic, don't you think, though? Like, it shouldn't be cheaper and easier to create something from scratch and, and go through the pregnancy process and delivery and all the things that that encompasses than to go down where there's a bunch of kids who literally just want a home and many people who want to give them a home and they can't. Like it doesn't cost, you said $50,000. It doesn't cost $50,000 to have a kid these days, dude. You can go do it for free somewhere. And then there's a government will help you and pay for the, the delivery and all those other things. They have the, you know, state insurances and stuff like that. that will make sure that you have the proper care and it won't cost you $50,000. Like, so I think it's just ironic that, oh. that, you know, it's, it's cheaper and easier to create life than it is to go actually take care of a life that's already in existence. It's just kind of <laughs> ironic. Well, also, also what's ironic is that we don't spend thousands and thousands or millions of dollars advertising to young men saying hey fellas a condom costs this much you know two years of huggies cost this much yeah you know what i mean i mean come on i mean just two years of huggies is way out you know the money that you're going to spend yeah. on, on a baby if you don't want one then then wrap that rascal man i mean we should I got have a better one advertisement for you. just aimed towards young men it says listen man let's let's take it upon ourselves let's leave women completely out of the equation fellas just wrap yeah. that rascal don't <laughs> let it happen and then there yeah, it is don't you even know, use that, that use choice, the food fellas. no use the food both my kids were colicky they had to have like the special formula cuz uh, my wife or my ex didn't uh, 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 she couldn't produce milk so we had a formula and they were colicky, so it was a special kind of formula. That stuff was like liquid gold, dude. And we went through that like it was nobody's business. Mm. But how sad is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you guys what, more. What there. is Ellie saying right there? R- read that right there. She Are said, uh, "In this, that? she said, in this country, girls get pregnant just so they will get a home." Uh, that's I'm in not England. Really familiar. Yeah, that's in England. I, I don't know what that rule is. Actually, I've never heard of that. I'm assuming, uh, yeah. I don't even. I'm not even going to assume because I don't even know what that means. Um, but why we're where we're, let's move this to the to the next topic that we had, um, because it kind of coincides okay. with what we're talking about, right? So, yeah, you because know, I we'll get to Brittany here in a minute. But, um, so the second topic yeah. that we had here was this fear right now that's going around of future rulings, right? Um, it's a slippery slope argument. 
the so everybody's up in arms not only because they hate like the Roe v. Wade situation, but they're using that as a slippery slope argument and saying, "Hey, well, they're going to come after our other rights next. Uh, they're going to come after gay marriage and things of that nature." Right. Now, obviously, uh, the argument against that would be that number one, that's the whole point of the ruling was abortion was not an actual right and, and they were they were improperly applying the law in that situation and the other thing would say is uh, this has nothing to do with like same-sex marriage and things of that nature um but that doesn't stop the other side from saying hey they're coming for these rights as because and i will say uh, to their credit ever since i was a child i was told roe v wade was like written in stone I was told it would never be overturned. Uh, even the the justices, when they were interviewed, all said that that's that's decided law. We're not going to touch it. Blah blah blah. And then yet here we are. Right. So I understand. Uh, like it's not completely unreasonable to have a fear that they're going to potentially come after other things. Now, whether that's going to happen or not, obviously none of us know. But it's not an unreasonable fear to have. So that's the other thing that we're uh, that was on the docket today. So what do you think about that, Richard? I don't fear any future rulings. I think the rulings that have come down here recently are nothing more than um, <laughs> reinstituting constitutional principles that we should have been following to begin with. The people that are up in arms, the people that are up in arms with the recent rulings are the ones that don't want to follow the constitution to begin with. So of course they're going to, of course that dissent's going to be there, but think about what they did. You know, Roe versus Wade, they didn't outlaw abortion in America. They handed the power to decide whether or not abortions were going to be legal back to the state. That was always the idea of America. The only thing the federal government was supposed to be in charge of at the, at the, at the beginning of America, when we established the American uh, country, was infrastructure and defense. Every oh, I think we lost. It, oh, sorry about that. Everything else is supposed to be left up to the states. The United States of America, the power is supposed to lie in the states. That's why they say that the, the representation um, that you have, the people that affect your lives the quickest and the most are the ones that live the closest to you. So your local commissioners, your mayors, your state representation, those are the ones that you should, and they live, you know, somewhere close in your vicinity or they're supposed to. Those are the ones that are supposed to have the effect on your lives that the federal government has taken over in the last you know, a couple of generations and they continue to want to build that federal power. It was never designed to be federal power. The education system was never designed to be a federal power. The, well, you know, the, the medical restrictions by state are not supposed to be a federal issue. They're supposed to be done at the state level. That's well, why you, you have state you, uh, representation. What do you say directly though, to those people who, yeah. uh, since you are registered as a Republican, the, the registered liberals in this situation, most of them are the ones who are saying it. What do you say directly to the people who are saying that this is a sign of things to come and they're going to come after like same sex marriage, for instance, because that's the one I hear mentioned, you know, copious amounts of times is they feel that uh, the next thing's yeah. coming. And, and a lot of it is based upon uh, our uh, uh, court justice Thompson's, you know, comments, Thomas. which, which were off the Thomas. cuff, mind you, like, I don't think he was coming because he said a lot of crazy stuff over the years. And so why they chose to hang on this one, I don't know. But what do you say directly to those people who think that that's coming? I wouldn't be as worried about that as, as people are going to, are, are going to, they're going to want to talk up the narrative. I don't think same sex marriage is in danger because that's, that's individual 
that's individual rights and freedoms. You're, you're, you're basically talking about the difference between um, the difference between marriage and not being married in the eyes of the law is your tax incentives. It's basically it. I mean, if you really wanted to, if the, the workaround and granted it's a little bit more work, but if you're looking for your, you know, your civil partnership, if you're looking for them to be next to kin, just put it in your will. Give them the power to be your next of kin. That's the only difference really that when you look at it is medical powers of attorney and powers of attorney when it comes to estate settlement. Well, and insurance, right? Medical um, insurance. And medical insurance. And and here's the thing. What happens when the medical industry decides that they what happens when medical insurance decides that they don't want to give you a better rate or they don't want to include your civil partner on there because um they might be homosexual. They can do that because they're a privately owned company. Good they just don't. Well, well, they, they make decisions they're, based on risk. You're, so yeah. you're it, not going to do that. They're not going to do it's like it's just like what Lewis said. They're not going to alienate a, a high percent or a significant percentage of what may be um, you know, consumer base. So there's no issues with that coming forward either. Right. Yeah, I yeah, think I, know, I would I would second that. I would agree that I I, I don't I think it's a a straw man argument. I don't think it's actually going to happen. Um, but at the same token, as I said in the beginning of this, I, I didn't think Roe v. Wade would ever be overturned either from a child. So, you, you <laughs> but know, who Roe, knows? Yeah, yeah but, but I you hate know what? It, I hate how they say that. I hate how they say Roe versus Wade is overturned. What Roe versus Wade did was say that from a federal perspective that abortion was legal in America. Yeah. They, and it was a decision that they overturned. I mean, that's that they arrived to that decision and right. then they recently overturned it. I mean, if that's just, but a that doesn't jargon. mean that the right doesn't exist. What it means is it's now decided by the individual sure. state. So yeah. your California, New York's, your Illinois, your Seattle's, your Oregon's, whatever, they're still going to have these outlandish abortion capabilities, but the people, the red States are not, uh, and can, people and people have a choice and and they do they, yeah. people make their people show where they stand two ways with their feet and their money so if the people don't like the the scenario they're in they can always move they can always go somewhere else that's the beauty of america right did you see the comment from ellie i did not know that so we gotta put what? that up what? she said in the, uh it means that young girls know if they get pregnant they will jump to the top of the social social housing list I, I assume by social housing list that means well, that they're go. just giving them a house or something. I don't I don't, I don't know what that specifically uh, I means, that, but wow. Well, it's because I mean we're not the un remember uh, us in, in in Europe. We kind of have a lot of the same rules and laws and government, sure. so they probably do the same thing that that that, that we do here. Um, you know what I would say is when you, when you were saying that that you just got to get like go around the technicality. I was wondering why. Wait a minute, how come gay people just never adopted their partner? Back in the day when they couldn't get married, <laughs> you just adopt them as their child, and they <laughs> they do have adult adoption. One way around it, adult you know, adoptions. I mean, a thing. That was genius, you know. But, but uh, you know, I, I look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't put it in the same realm as the Roe v. Wade because the Roe v. Wade thing. I mean, ever since I was a little child, uh, there's been arguments yep. about that, and people were like, you know, the pro-choice and the pro-lifers have been fighting for a very, very long time. <laughs> yes. And there's other issues that you don't hear about anymore, like, um, you know, like when, uh, not, I mean, when Cavor 
Kevorkian, Dr. Kevorkian was out there doing the euthanasia. That used to yeah. be a big deal. Like there was a yeah, while yeah. in my life where, you know, the, the, the euthanasia was a big deal. And then it's gone. Like we don't talk about it anymore. And I, and I think we Matter should. Fact, it's legal. You know, when I hear now. people. Well, when I when I What's hear the... people. What? Go ahead. What is the moral standard in America? I don't know that's if there a, is one. I think that's big... an individual thing. So what as a society do we use as a standard to hold people accountable in our society for moral decision making? Well, I think we have laws in place. We d- law. Law. We don't we don't use God, we use law. Right? Is I it mean, working? Punishment. Well, I, we, we, I mean I we already... the the religion right. one didn't work either though. So I mean it, it worked a whole lot better different. than what we're dealing with right now. Oh, I would disagree with that one, but like the, we the know Spanish you Inquisition would. probably the Spanish Inquisition probably worked for, for the people that were the inquisitors. <laughs> exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. So when you, when your you definition look at the, of work yeah. is, is depends on what it yeah. is, I guess. But when you look at the laundry yeah. list of, of stand like okay, so okay, let me let me throw this at you, Trinity. Which one of the Ten Commandments do you disagree with? None of them. So why can't that be the moral standard in America? Um, I, I think it is because for most of the Ten Commandments, we actually have laws that, that do that. But we just like, talked about you just talked about where Dr. Kevorkian's methods twenty years, twenty five years down the road to where we're at now is everybody just kind of looks at well, if they want to kill themselves, let them. Yeah, some of it is legal, and I, and I think it should be. If I'm eighty some years old and I've got cancer and it's going to be a really shitty last year of my life and I want to end it, I think I should be allowed to. If we want to let a if we want to let a baby develop to full term and then actually let it deliver, but then not give it any medical care, that's okay, because we feel we feel like that's the right we're okay with doing that. No, I, I'm personally not okay with that. But as a but as do, you, a country, do you see how? Like it. But without but me, a moral right, standard. So if we're gonna have that debate, let me ask you a question: uh, What exactly is happening now? As a, as a people that we haven't been doing since the history of man. We've always murdered. We've always raped. We've always pillaged. We've always been really, really horrible to one another. And so if you, if you measure what it was versus what it is now, we're, we're a thousand times better than we've ever been. I would agree to that. Like none of the stuff that we're doing now is like new, like, you know, the oldest living fossil that's ever been around yeah. was found with an arrow in its back. Yeah. So like we're a warring species. We're we're angry. We're mean. We're bad to each other. Like we're we're vindictive. Like we're we're pretty emotional creatures who do horrible things to one another, and that hasn't changed. Like I, and I don't think it's even and got we're worse. Children. We're all evil. Evil has existed. Right. We're all children since... born from trauma and violence. <laughs> I know this is going to throw Trinity off when I say this, but <laughs> evil has existed since we got tossed out of the garden, since okay. Cain and Abel. All right. But the acceptance of evil and what we find acceptable as a people, the level of evil that we find acceptable has become the problem. What evil is being accepted? Okay. So are we, when we, when people, when people destroy $2 billion worth of private property because they don't agree with how something was handled in their city. And we call it a pro a peaceful protest instead of a riot. Are we accepting that evil? Are we are we discrediting what well, we're doing in our actions and the accountability associated with it? Well, so my response to that would be twofold. I would say, uh, number one, 
I don't know that it is accepted, right? Because there's like right now we're talking about it and you don't sound very accepting of it. Uh, a lot of those people work, you know, taking the courts and things of that nature. Uh, um, and, and the second thing I would argue is I don't know if I would classify that as evil. I would say that's just some people who are pissed off, who got a little overzealous and, and took things too far. Um, so I wouldn't call that evil. Is it right or wrong? Is it right or wrong? Was it yeah, right well, or wrong to do what they did? I, I, well, from my perspective, as somebody who wasn't in, the, had a dog in that fight, I think it's wrong. So, is it's it not evil though? Is it's not I do evil. wrong things it's, every day, but I wouldn't call them evil. So, burning down somebody's business that's not insured because riots are considered an act of terrorism. They don't want to tell you this on the news, but there's sure. a clause in your insurance, like your general liabilities, your inland marine policies, that says act of terrorisms are not covered. Rioting is an act of terrorism. So when you burn down people's businesses and they haven't been able to rebuild, they've lost everything that they worked their whole lives for. That's not evil. No, I would not call that evil. I would well, call that send in that. But maybe they should grab the the clip. Hold on, maybe they should grab the clip where CNN said it wasn't a riot. And it, and, it, and it's almost <laughs> exactly peaceful. send that to the insurance company and say, look, yeah. it wasn't a riot. So therefore, it can't be classified as terrorism because CNN said it wasn't. Yeah, well, see, the reason, that's, maybe that helps them. Then The reason why I wouldn't call that evil is is because you're the implication there is, you know, the intent of the people who are doing it. You know that they knew that those laws existed and they were vindictively doing that for the sake of just wanting to do that. And I don't buy that for one second. I think the average person out there doing that stuff had no clue about those laws, didn't know the person's building it was, didn't know that it was Aunt Sally who owned it. They're just out there being a knucklehead and doing stupid things and it got out of hand. Like I don't think any of them left our house saying, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna burn this person's place down and make sure I take advantage of that one little bylaw on the insurance so they can I don't think they thought of all those things and that's so to me personally i wouldn't call that inherently evil. I'm, I'm sure some did I, i'm I sure some I did but i'm sure a lot did and i'm sure there's i'm sure there's you know no i know look the way some people were dressed to go there they were definitely no they were there looking for trouble to get into some mess yeah but i sure but i don't think but i don't think the mass amount of people i, I look i think it's just like in the january 6th thing where you have a percent of people who, who who are looking at it one way and, and a larger majority they're looking at it another way um so in in the respect of the riots that we saw all that summer compared to january 6th is the media only wants to focus on the the, the protesters that were doing the protesting correctly and not on the rioters that were burning and and, and, and doing the, the destruction yeah. and then on the january 6th thing they only want to focus on those people that were doing the destruction and not on the thousands upon thousands of people that were like pushing wheelchairs and walking through peacefully, uh, you know, because um, let, let, let's move on to the January 6th thing, though, shall we? Because. All right. So we had Hutchinson uh, get up there in. And uh, uh, if you switch from. I love to do. And uh, like they hardly talk about the January 6th things at all. And when they talk. Yeah. And when they talk about Hutchinson, you know, they're, they're saying something that makes sense. They're saying it's hearsay. Then I go to CNN and they're taking hearsay, which is not ever applicable in a court of law. And uh -huh. yeah, sure. They're taking the hearsay that Hutchinson is saying and they're making it like, uh, oh, my God, we have new factual information. You know, this is such damning testimony because of this testimony. We should go, uh, you know, uh, that Trump is implicated in and should be indicted. Trinity, maybe I'm wrong, but. 
I always thought hearsay meant jack. I mean, even when I was in school and I would try to use hearsay to get out of a problem, even though it wasn't a court of law, they would say, yeah, but did you did you, stop, Louis? Did you hear him say that specifically? Yeah. No, Louis, did you see that yourself? And they would be like, no, but that person now not enough. Bye. Goodbye. You know what I mean? Like it didn't yeah. have to be a court of law for hearsay to be bullshit. I mean, hearsay is always bullshit, right? Is it, I mean, or, yeah, I mean, well, what you know and it's what not you that prove. it's always bullshit for real, but it's always considered bullshit, right? Well, there's what you know, and then there's what you can prove. <clears throat> and and so even if you think you know something, if yeah. you can't prove it, it's as good as not knowing. Um, I, I, you know, you and I have talked about this at length, both on and off the air. Um, first and foremost, just to clarify my position from 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 Richard uh, earlier. Uh, do I think the riots and stuff that they were happening all summer were good? No, I think they were horrible. I think it was a stupid idea. You completely lost your message when you start turning violent and burning things down. They were riots. They weren't protests. And I think those right. people should be prosecuted. I don't think they were evil. I just think they were think doing they were stupid both. things. Um, and, and then uh, with January, I think 6th, they were both, but 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 the, but there were more riots. Well, do I think that there were uh, evil people to, within to, that? Because we have yeah. that delay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I think there are evil people within? I just the word evil to me is just it, it inscribes intent. I, I think that because I've done some really stupid things right, in my right. life that I wouldn't call evil, but I, I've hurt people. It doesn't mean I'm evil. It just means I was stupid, and selfish, and I did dumb things. Um, but regardless, uh, the January six things. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the the January six things to me is is another example of uh, they're blowing it out of proportion in my eyes. Now we had the show a few weeks back. And we had some comments. I still don't personally think it's that big of a deal. Uh, do, I, I don't think it's any bigger of a deal than what we watched the whole summer. I think knuckleheads got in there, thought that they were, and, and apparently I'm not alone in this because uh, I don't know how many people covered it, but in Arizona, they stormed the state Capitol and started burning things down just a few weeks or like a week ago with the Roe v. Wade thing. And nobody covered it. It wasn't an insurrection. There wasn't all these mass hearings and stuff. So I think it's only convenient because it was the other side. They think it's a gotcha moment. Only thing this whole thing reminds me of is like a, a Tom and Jerry episode, you know, or like a, like a, 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 a roadrunner and coyote. where just, they want so desperately to nail something to Trump that they are going to never let it go. They're going to exhaust everything they can. They're going to look for every smoking gun. They're going to yeah. dig up anything. They, and they, they care more about winning and getting him punished than they do just moving on and being successful. And everything I hear is so far coming out of these hearings that are supposedly the smoking gun. Like it was a smoking gun that his uh, uh, attorney general didn't agree with him, bro. He put that in a book and published it like a year ago. Like who didn't know that? Like that's, that's your smoking gun is that he said in the hearing something he put in a book a year ago. Like there is no smoking gun people. It was just what, what these, some of these people aren't realizing. And I, and, and I don't know why, I don't know what else they need. There's a whole group of people who didn't agree with you, who, who don't agree with you. Like they all think that, that everybody hated Trump. Right. They all think that everybody hates Roe v. Wade. no, right. 70 million people voted for this dude. Love him or hate him, you have to acknowledge that half this country feels differently than you. And until you acknowledge well, that, and until you decide to work with well, them, the, you're going to have a problem. Well, the thing that gets me, though, is, man, is that they hate the dude so much that they take the words of, of this Hutchinson that gets up there and talks, and she's saying, I was told this, I was told this and they're like oh my god 
You know, they're, they're like, really? I mean, she didn't even actively see the stuff. And let's let's say I'm going to Trinity just for the hell of it. I'm going to say, let's say he did it. Who gives a damn? I, I if, even even if he did everything they said he did, it's I don't care whether he said, let's go there instead of there. I don't care whether he tried to grab the wheel of the car. I don't care if he knew that some people had guns. I, he didn't say go shoot him, go hurt him. Listen, we all know if the if, if the militia people that even had guns would have used those guns, it would have been nasty. So yeah. actually, you're proving the opposite point by pointing out that there were people with guns there because there were people with guns there and not one of their opposition got shot. Not one of their opposition <laughs> yep. got shot. So you're actually proving the point that intelligent people are able to have ownership and possession of their weapons. But if they're correctly trained and don't have malice intent and are not threatened violently, they will not use them, meaning we should have the ability to be responsible with our weaponry, whereas if they didn't look, first of all, only one person was shot and it was shot by a, a lawman. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that wasn't really covered because thank God it wasn't because I mean, Jesus, man, he had to do what he had to do. I feel bad for yeah. that dude uh, that he had to do that because, you know, he's got to live with that his entire life. Yep. But what I'm saying is my point is they talk so much about these guns that people had guns and that, and, and that they were trying to do this coup of the government. Well, you just prove the point, man. Because they would have these people if they had AR-15s, they had this and they had that. They, they could have took it over with yeah. that with that weaponry. There was not enough opposition for them to not take it over. If they would have come planned uh, to take it over, have you ever seen how much weaponry some of these groups have back home? Have you? Seen, I <laughs> yeah. had a neighbor Trinity. Did I sh ever show you that picture of his bed? That that one yeah. picture. I had of his bed. We took out every single one of his guns and all of his weapons. His entire bed was filled up with either over four hundred. Over 400 guns. I mean, this dude Look, was insane. Is dude, insane. Just Timothy McVeigh. And I'm saying. One person took yeah, out a whole If a guy like building. that. Yeah. If a guy like that, that wants to go there and do damage, they're going to do damage. Yeah. We saw what one person with that kind of intent can do. I remember when I lived in California, my whole bank. My bank got shot up by those two dudes that they were all like dressed in their. Oh, country. yeah. You remember? Yeah. You remember that story in California? Yep. And they were just walking, and they were getting shot, but the police didn't have the ability to shoot them down because their, their weaponry was live. nowhere near as powerful as these people's gear. Dude, I'm telling you, if they would have wanted to storm that Capitol and take it over and do a coup, those same groups, they have that kind of weaponry and capability. They didn't come for that. They, they had their weaponry on them for self-defense, not for attack. And because nobody attacked to kill them, not one of their guns was fired. And I think that needs to be discussed and talked about. Yeah, but you can't do that because then it's going to change the narrative. That's why they're not doing it. And that's my right. problem is we can't right. even be, like, honest anymore. We can't even have an actual conversation. Everything is so biased and one-sided. Everything is so us versus right. them. Like, there's no reality anymore. And that's what bothers me. It just It's right. it's frustrating. So, hey, so Richard, sorry, you're back. Welcome back. So, no, no, no. So the, the question was, this Hutchinson gets up there and she uses hearsay and, and, and she, she lies. is taking her hearsay and just running with it. Yeah, well, even it, 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 whether she's even if she's telling the truth, it's still hearsay. Right. I mean, it's still just one. How well, is that damning information? I, I don't get it. Well, let's remember one thing. First of all, it's a kangaroo court to begin with, because the first time in American history, the opposition representation for the for this committee 
this oversight committee was rejected by Nancy Pelosi. Jim Jordan and can't remember if it was Steve Scalise or somebody else that Kevin McCarthy originally put up to go up on the panel, they were rejected by the Speaker of the House. The only Republican that sits on that is an avid anti-Trumper in um, McCain. In, right? uh, McCain. Um, oh. Or, but Cheney. yeah, Cheney. Yeah, Liz yeah. Cheney. Now, the, the and this is where I kind of this is where I kind of find it comical. In, I mean, they they tried to impeach the guy twice. Now we're having a committee hearing in prime time for a president that hasn't sat in office for a year and a half because we are doing such a horrible job running the country. Okay, has nothing to do with right and wrong, has nothing to do with law and order, because if you did, there would be more Capitol Police being um, interviewed there. And what people don't want to talk about on, on the other side of this is Nancy Pelosi controls the Capitol Police. Nancy Pelosi had the ability to pull the trigger with the Capitol Police and the National Guard long before Trump ever would. When it comes to the Capitol, that's supposed to be that's her jurisdiction. She didn't. And, and of course, they don't want to hold her accountable for that. But she didn't do her job. Now, when you when it comes to the insurrection itself, no, they're not telling us anything new because by now we've already figured out that if this was an insurrection that's supposed to be planned and organized by a body, an alternative body of government to overthrow a current government, which is the definition of an insurrection, this was the worst one in world history. Because they basically used it for a selfie opportunity in different offices. You know how many guns were confiscated and how many knives were confiscated this insurrection? Zero. Not a single weapon was confiscated out of the Capitol when these people entered the building. You know what? I, I got to address Melissa, Marissa's comment because I think she hit it right on the head. She said uh, they don't want him to be able to run again. That's what this is all about because if even more time, he would change more for the better. The ones currently in power don't want it to. I, I, I don't know about the better or worse part, but I will say uh, I agree. I think that's what this is all about. I think this better this, or worse. You don't hang on a second. I want to make sure we're clear here. You don't think the country's being run worse than it was <laughs> when he was in office? Oh, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Okay, not I just want to make sure. Not everybody who's watching this agrees with everything. So I'm I'm taking a neutral path here and just saying whether you agree or not with his policies and how he did things. My point is that's what they are trying to do. By they, they're trying to stop him from running again. At yeah. the end of the day, that I, I think, think is what or, this is all about. Two things. Or his influence. Or his influence yeah. a, run. Or anybody a, he backs. A, you're correct. I think you're 100% right. They don't want to see him in office again. because here's And this is why they did what they did. with And, and everybody, we, we're not going to get into the weeds about the 2020 election. But the reason that they pulled the stunts that they pulled was because if he didn't have to worry about re-election, that meant whether you were a Republican or you were Democrat, you could be a target. And when you talk about going after the political system that um, that exists in America, when you talk about the controlling of trillions and trillions of dollars, and these people know that they control this money, and you've got somebody from the outside that's not a part of the system, that they don't have their claws in, they don't have 100 strings attached to, because it took 100 strings to get them to the position that they're in, whether they're in the House of Representatives or they're a senator. And trust me, I can speak to it from personal experience in running for office. I learned way more about our political system running for office than I ever did sitting in a classroom. Sure. But, yeah. but these people know, and, and here, here's, and this is what I always tell people. I said, like Trump or not for a man that 
everybody loved him. It didn't matter if you were a it didn't matter if they were a Democrat or a a Republican because he had donated to both sides before he decided to run for president. He was beloved by that system. And the minute he came down that escalator and said, I'm going to run for office because I'm tired of watching some of the garbage that's happening in America, instantly hated by both sides. That tells me the people that hated him have something to hide. Yep. Possibly. Yep. But I, like yep. I said, that's, I think that's, 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 what that's what's, what's, that's what's not talked about enough. Yeah, that's what's not talked their about. Biggest, enough, is the, that, their that, biggest that, fear is that he gets that. back Re- in there. Republicans didn't like him either. They attacked him. <laughs> they, they, they absolutely beat him. did. They just, he beat every single Republican up. <laughs> he beat every single one of them up, man. They all tried, we got tried to smacked, attack him, and he just like sm- knocked them all down, man. I- <laughs> it didn't matter if you were red or blue. He held you okay. He held a standard for both sides, and that's just not allowed. See, to me, I think that's the mistake that's being made right now. And it was the same mistake that was being made towards the end of his presidency was instead of focusing on fixing the country, their only focus was beating him. And that's my problem is right now, instead of worrying about, hey, how do we make this shit better? It's all about how do we keep him from running again? Like, no. Like, why is that line? Why is your bar so low? Raise that bar. Let's actually make something count. Like he lost, man. America spoke. Get over it. Move on. Trinity, Tr- Trinity on 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 CNN today. They were actually, dude. CNN is actually promoting that Liz Cheney should run for office. When have you seen CNN promote a Republican ever to run for office? <laughs> Never. They they are so, they are so on her because because of her hate to Trump. They're like she should be the one in the Republican Party right there. <laughs> They they know they're going going to be. They know they don't have a Democrat to win. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is they know they don't have a Democrat to win, so they're hoping for at least. What happens when DeSantis doesn't put his name in the hat? Yeah, that I don't know. I'll be happy as a Florida Floridian, but um, yeah, I don't know what that would mean. DeSantis has already said he won't run against Trump. I I can't imagine Trump's going to run, but we'll never. You never know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got. I tell you what. No, no. I mean, I, you know what? I tell you what. I, I'll bet you a hundred to a dollar he does. I don't have a hundred bucks to lose, man. So to I'll, a dollar? I'll take your word for it. To a dollar. To I'll a dollar. dollar up. I'll, I'll take the bet. My dollar to your hundred. Yep. Yeah, that'll do. I'll, I got a dollar okay. to lose. I'll you might as well go ahead and put it in the mail. I, I got it. Yep. So it. a dollar, a that's dollar it. for from each of us if he does run, and a hundred dollars for each of us if he doesn't. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah, you heard. It. We're going to save this one here because yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to run. Trinity was already saying no to that. I was like, wait a minute. But well, no, Trinity, no, I don't have a hundred bucks. I'm not going to put a hundred bucks towards that. that. No, but, but no, I, I think that it's just sickening to me, man. <laughs> it really is. When I watch a lot of these things, man, it's just uh, it's weird to me the Trump derangement syndrome and how real it is. Like it's it's just yeah. weird how many people Bad. hate him to it's the level. Not really that weird. We've been it, raising we've been raising generations of children for since I think we were in school. Trinity. Name, name one so, other person though. Name one other person so, that has that kind of hatred towards them that isn't Hitler. Well, the the re- the reason that they don't have that hatred in them is because you don't have another politician or a president or a senator, or whatever you want to do it, that held people to an account like an adult. Right. But that, and that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm saying that 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 you know as much as. You know, I I love I loved uh, Trump's show Celebrity Apprentice. I was a Trump fan prior 
to the presidency. Then I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's president. Then so much hatred towards him. I'm like, man, I, I like the guy again. Not because of he says everything ethically, because I, but I like that he's a disruptor. I like that he talks smack to both sides. I like that he smacked both into submission. And, and I, and I, but I don't like that people call him a Republican Republican because I don't think he is. I think Trump is a, is, he's a self-serving guy. I think he's an independent. Money, he's, he's a Trumpican. on money and image and, and his name. He's an independent. Yeah, he's a Trumpican. And, and this guy he's, just beat both sides into submission. He forces them play ball with me or else because because what he can do is he speaks to that person who's sick and tired of of the Crips and Bloods doing everything. And, and so he speaks to people like me, even though I'm not a Trumpican. But but he speaks to someone like me because he makes sense sometimes. And some of the stupid shit he says. He makes sense. Well, guess what? I say stupid shit, and sometimes I make sense. We all kind of say stupid shit and make sense, but at least it's different than the same crap that we've been hearing forever. I just don't see but how, I, though, but, but, I just don't see how they see it as a winning formula to ignore or act like 70-plus million people yeah. didn't vote for this dude. Like, it's weird, because, man. Because the Democrat Party is the, the kid in the candy aisle that gets told no when he asks for the Skittles at the checkout counter. Yeah. They're going to throw just, a temper tantrum. This is crazy. And They're just ignoring half the country. Half, well, not half the country. Half the voting people, like half the people who voted, voted Trinity, for you're dude. trying to make sense out of nonsense, brother, and it's going to cause you to chase your tail the rest this of the day. It's crazy to me, though. But, but let me... But, but let me tell you something. You know that what I notice when I travel around this country and I speak in different places, I, I am shocked to how many people will come by me and kind of whisper to me that, hey, you guys have a great governor. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm amazed oh, yeah. Yeah. that so many people know about DeSantis in everywhere oh, I travel. Yeah. And yeah. I always look at them and say, I know nothing about your governor. I had to say that up there in Maryland, uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania. I don't know any of those three governors, yet all three of those states had people that knew our governor and says, you have a great governor. How did how do they know our governor? Our governor obviously is made because he's handling his stage. business. So. I, I guess so. And we both I, met him. I, I really guess so, man, because let me tell you something. There's a lot of support for DeSantis. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of support for that dude. Yeah. Well, when we uh, we had that, um, what was it, the opioid, right, whatever it was, when we were there and him and his wife were there speaking, I mean, he, he's about it, man. He's not just saying it on the public right. stage. Right. Right. People don't right. have the – people don't – So, uh, so, and, so Richard uh, – Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. No, go ahead. People don't have the character issues with DeSantis that they had with Trump. Trump had too much history. DeSantis is still relatively an unknown. Yeah, but he's done all the but he's done all the right things. Yeah. He's been and I think the thing that he's done the best that's made him stand apart is he's been countercultural. He's been when the mob comes yelling at him, he yells back and puts them in their place. Yeah. My favorite ones is when he goes after the reporters me, me, when they're harassing him. When they at yeah, when they asked uh, guided questions. No, well, hang on a second. You can't ask the question like that. The leading question, I'm not going to answer that. But if you're asking about this, let me set the record straight for you. Yeah. Well, he had that when they did the uh, vaccine things when they were arguing about like Publix and CBS or something like that. He See, like, set the record this, straight. DeSantis is articulate, where Trump was not. <laughs> yes. Like Trump, weird, you know, Trump. DeSantis is I was isn't he he has, he has he's on the spectrum, I think. Is he? I think they say he has a he has a he has a disability. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what Scott I just found out a couple show. weeks ago. He was in the he was in the Marines or something like that. Navy. It was it was Navy. Okay. Yep, Navy. Yep. You know, you know, Colonel, I believe. You know, so 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 here's so here's uh the the thing, Richard. So before we close up, what what do you think has gone on this last week that we have yet to talk about that uh, you could contribute to? What's what's going on? Honestly, like when so when I we talk about the anything. Oh the yeah, way. we didn't talk about that one. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll, just, uh, we'll close up. We'll close up on that. We'll finish on that. Oh, topic. Brittany Griner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll close up yeah. on that topic. So uh, uh, Brittany Griner, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, was she's an WNBA star. Uh, to supplement some of her income, she would play as with many others. They would play in other countries. She was playing in Russia, and if you believe the reports, uh, I'm not saying I do or don't. I'm just. That's the that's the discrepancy at the moment is if you believe the reports, she had an illegal substance in Russia at the airport. They found it and they arrested her and they've been holding her ever since. Um, the people who are anti this whole situation feel that there was potentially planted and they're unfairly keeping her because they want to negotiate some sort of a prisoner exchange with this country. Um, and if you do believe it, then she just got caught with something she shouldn't. And at the moment, I think she's, uh, they announced at least until the mid December, she's going to continue to be in prison there while they do trials and stuff. And, and the illegal substance, I believe was, it was either, I've heard it reported as marijuana and I've heard it reported as hash oil. So I'm not really sure which one it is, but I've heard it reported as both. I like, I'm under the impression that it, it had to have been planted because we know that professional athletes never break the law. <laughs> yeah. Or try to push the <laughs> limits of the law. So I'm going to say that she's completely innocent. She was set up and that we need to probably Biden needs to do something. He probably needs to send Hunter over there because Hunter's his best negotiator. <laughs> Drop off some of the bags that they probably received a few years back back to them and she'll probably be released almost immediately. I could be mistaken, but I sense just a smidgen of sarcasm there. No, not at all. Pure Wait, was she sincerity. traveling with Hunter by chance? Was, was, was she holding <laughs> yeah, it with a laptop? Was she holding it for are Hunter? Are you kidding me? If she if she yeah, would have been we traveling with Hunter, they would have given her a bonus and probably a medal before she left the country. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, maybe, I don't know. So, I'll start so, it off. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start off because I don't really right, have right. much to say. Because when you brought it up earlier, I was just like, I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion. Right, um, uh, assuming for the sake of the conversation, I, I'm going to side probably with uh, with uh, Richard here. Uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that she potentially had an illegal substance with her. Um, and I would say that if you were dumb enough to bring it to an airport, an international one at that, I don't know how bad I'm going to feel for you by getting caught. It sucks that she got caught in such a, a, a crappy way, I guess. Like, you know, Russia's trying to use this as a political bargaining chip. And then, you know, that that's unfortunate. Um, having said that, uh, you know, if you didn't have it on you, you most likely wouldn't be in this predicament in the first place. So one could argue that you probably should have thought, like, look, dude, this goes out to all of like the wealthy celebrities out there. If you're traveling to another country and you, you just cannot go without weed or something, find somebody in the country to get it from. Like, don't take it with you in the airport, you idiot. Like, really? You suck at doing bad things. <laughs> like, I'm not even an addict and I don't use drugs. And I know I would score where I'm at, not take it with me on an airplane. Either way. 
I think and it's then a, again, it's a... and we're right back to a moral standard where we're showing how to work around international and local laws in order to participate in illegal narcotics. Well, what's sad to me is there's another person locked <laughs> up with her right now, uh, unrelated to her, but it's another political prisoner right now, and nobody knows his name. Yeah. He should have been yeah, better to no, jump shot. Here's the, here's the deal. This person did, much. This, this, this person helped win two gold medals in the Olympics. Uh, that's, that's why her name is, is front and center. Uh, but, you know, here's the deal, man. We, we know enough athletes and, and people of fame to know that, that, that sometimes you just do things you think, you know, what are they going to see? It's a vape, it was a vape pen, some vape oil. You know, you, you, don't, you don't think that's going to be an issue, especially when we're confusing people of legal, not legal, medicinal, not medicinal, um, but it, it's where we're at, right? In this country, again, states have laws. And, and in some states, something is illegal. In some states, it's not. And in some, things, in some cases, you cannot travel from state to state or from country to country just because it's prescribed to you or because it's socially acceptable for you to use. You know, here's the other issue. Uh, we know that sports don't test for THC. Many sports don't test for THC, if any. Um, they try to stay away from that particular uh, subject or, or, or issue. So I think it sets up our elite athletes for failure, especially in these types of cases. It sets them up to believe that it's okay, it's allowed, and then when they're in this situation, we can back off and go, oh, my God, they're trafficking narcotics. Because on CNN today, it said the trafficking of narcotics. It didn't say THC, which sounds a hell of a lot better on a headline. Um, rather than narcotics. I was very surprised, to be honest with you, because in the flipping, like, I didn't even hear them talk about it on Fox. But on CNN, at least they mentioned it, but they mentioned it as narcotics. Like, I would have thought that I would have saw that on a more conservative channel rather than CNN. I was very surprised of how hard of a stance they took in their, in their language, uh, saying that she was trafficking narcotics. I think but, you're getting um, ready to see a change there. I, I, look, Just a heads up. I think you're going to see some changes I, I just, on CNN. I look. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm down with that, uh, you know, because it, it can be pretty, pretty frustrating sometimes watching it and, and seeing uh, them talk about how uh, things need to stop being so one-sided and not listening to the other side. And, I, and I'm listening. I'm saying you're the talking head that never listens to the other side as well, though. You're one of those talking talking heads and yet you're saying that as if you're not one of them you're actually one of them you're part of the problem stop acting like you're part of the solution um anyway so on her deal look hopefully she 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 gets home i don't it, it, let's say worst case scenario she did everything they're saying she did it should still not be the type of offense of spending 10 years in prison which is what Agreed. i think she's facing yeah that i agree with Regard, regardless i mean I, I hell i don't care if she had a gram of cocaine it shouldn't be 10 years of prison uh, but that's, I don't that's think not it, my call. It's not my law. I have to obey the laws of, of the world. And uh, if that's their law and she broke it, guess what? That's what she has to pay then. Because you have to obey the laws wherever you're at, whether you like it or you don't like it. Yep. I agree 100% with you. I don't think it's my place to tell another country how to run their country because I'm not a citizen there. So if their laws dictate that she spends 10 years in prison, maybe next time she won't break the law. Right. I mean, and look, how many times have we seen, you know, it, it's funny because we sit here and, and, and the same 
individuals that'll, you know, talk all kinds of crap towards our legal system, our court system, our, 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 our authorities. As soon as, you know, somebody gets in trouble in another country and we hear about like, well, remember that one boy that was getting hit with the, the, the stick? What was that? What was that about? Remember that? That was the Philippines. He, he, got, he got hit with convicted the, of theft and got caned yeah. for it. That was when yeah. that was when Trinity Came was still giving it. me swirlies all, in high school. <laughs> there you go. So 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 we we see cases like that, and we go, "Oh my God!" The legal system in other the countries, and and the way they, and then you know, and it's like, wait a minute, you, I thought you said this country was the worst legal system, the worst police, and the and the horrible yeah. uh, judicial system. And then you hear that, and then oh, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to defend them from that. No, man. No, they have a better judicial system, remember? They have a better authority system, remember? <laughs> yeah. They have a better government, remember? Oh, remember, they're more inclusive over there. Oh, they're more accepting of other cultures and, and religions and and kinds of people and all that stuff over there, remember? So, you know, she's, she's, she'll be fine. She'll be just fine. <laughs> she's lucky not to be in this racist society of the United States. <laughs> exactly. I know, because hundreds of people, hundreds of African-American people die every day at the hands of our police departments in America. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even you know, so and, and she's married. Oh, maybe, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe they're doing that to her because she's lesbian. She's married to a woman. Maybe that's why Russia's attacking her. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, Russia is on that issue. <laughs> you know, but I, I feel for it, man. I, I really do. Here, in all realness, though. No, it's going to suck, for sure. This is where I think Biden... The, no, no, no. She's she, wait. She's a USA hero, regardless. I mean, and this is how we treat heroes, whether they violate the laws or not. We got to go defend them, man. I, I, I'm like that. I, call me an arrogant American. I think you go in there and get everybody that gets arrested in another country, regardless, man. Just go get them. Get your Navy yeah. SEALs. Go jump into freaking Russia. Let's grab Griner. Let's pull her out. Let's free her, man. Because I, I, I just, I hate to see it. I just hate that other countries parade, you know, some people that that, that we put so highly up as a problem and, and she is high up man she won two gold medals so you gotta you know she did she earned she earned a, a biden phone call and apparently her uh, wife said that uh, uh nobody even answers at the state department they, she's called 11 times and nobody's answered so well it's pretty unfortunate Jeez. but if it was lebron i bet you they'd be moving <laughs> well he's got a billion dollars so pretty sure he <laughs> could find somebody that's it well uh, and the thing about it is, is you this, know, this country, they, they this talk country about, loves male athletes man <laughs> yeah and our and our athletes are you know they all talk about how great china and russia are how great are they right now yeah but here's well, the thing yeah. this is where i struggle with this is as as a just as an, a regular normal everyday citizen these people athletes celebrities and they excel to this different level of fame they want all the twitter followers and they want all the instagram followers and they want all the notoriety and they want the publicity but then when they screw up they don't want any of it you don't get to have it both ways you don't if if you if you're going to put yourself at that at that pinnacle of society you better be ready to to walk the line because with the first misstep you're going to make, there's going to be plenty of haters ready to call you out for it. Oh, yeah. You don't get to say, oh, well, don't cover the bad stuff. Only only cover it when my average score is is leading the league. Not when I'm beating my wife. You can't show that part. Sorry. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree it's, more. It's, it's an unfortunate. Yeah, it's it. It's an unfortunate thing, man. Um, you know, I mean, clearly Trini and I have known a lot of athletes at their worst and at their best and their worst moments are not pretty. And I feel for what they had to go through at their worst moments and how, 
the media took it to another level. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're, they're humans with the, with the, with the same kind of problems, disease and, 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 uh, uh, problem of the thinking, you know, uh, distortive thought patterns and, and, uh, you know, we turn into egomaniacs and, and narcissists and all that stuff when you're under the influence of certain substances. And I'm not saying that what's grinder going through. I mean, you know, if it's THC oil and THC, I mean, uh, we could look at that like it, it's not a big deal. But when you're an elite athlete and you're playing in another country um, and you want to be a role model and you know you're a role model for a lot of people, you probably have to look at that and probably be like, damn, man, look, look at what I just did. Look at look at the role model. So instead of these young people uh, learning that it was a poor decision of using substances, what they're going to learn is how horrible it is, how Russia is horrible. You know, that, that's <laughs> exactly. the lesson that, that's going to be taught here, how horrible Russia is yep. instead of, no, she made a shitty ass decision, you know, as an elite athlete. You know, it's like you're, you're not even going to be able to say anything negative about her uh, is what I'm saying. You know, yep. because, now I will you know, I will say this. Rat in somewhat of a defense of athletes and celebrities when they screw up and the, the media just blows it way out of proportion. Now I do think that there's sometimes mm -hmm. when athletes and celebrities get out there and they do something very minuscule and then they just get berated in the court of public opinion. But I, and I've told my wife this before I said, I think it's a, I think it's a shame that they get crucified the way they do in the media because the media, they're so used to lying most of the time when they're presenting the news, when they have a real story that they can actually present the truth on, man, do they run with it? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and just to be clear, Richard, are, uh, didn't you play professional ball? No, I played college ball. Uh, close enough. That's good. Not, yeah, not I played could play college I played, ball. Where'd you play? I I actually walked on over at UCF, right down the street. Right yeah, on. I wasn't. Right on, man. I wasn't. I wasn't good enough to get pulled or scholarship or anything like that. Like I had to go out there and grind it out on the practice mm -hmm. squad, and then eventually got to got to dress. So, um, but yeah, the, hey man, Chad Chad Matola graduated from from UCF. Chad Matola, way back in the day, graduated from UCF, then went pro. But. uh but yeah, you know, but it comes with the territory. You need to be prepared for some. Like I, I don't know. Like I've only traveled internationally probably six or seven times. But I don't know how you do it. Like if you guys have done it or how you guys do it. But I am always just completely freaked out when you're going through customs, because I mean, even God forbid, I have the wrong size shampoo. Like I don't want there to be any questions about me getting back into America when I want to go back. I hear you. I, dude, I, I just I just got mad the other day, man. They took my gel from me. I was so I traveled with that same <laughs> size gel all over the country. And they, they took my that woman took my gel and looked at me like I, I was committing a federal offense. She goes, it's six ounces. It's supposed to be three ounces. And I looked at her and said, man, I wish I could squeeze that gel all over your face right now. But all right, go ahead and, <laughs> and, and, you're, following, and you're following your orders. So I had to accept it. I was like, you're following orders. I'm fine with that whatever take it i consider right. myself a pretty good negotiator but when i get to customs out of country and trying to get back to america and they go you want to keep it nope throw it away toss it <laughs> yeah. i don't want yeah, it, throw it away. if it keeps me from getting on the plane I've, toss it i'll uh, I get something else pretty much yeah i've lost some pretty good stuff like that man and they were like well you want you want to check it in through baggage i'm thinking no no you got it and we can't let this gold chain through it's yours enjoy it 
<laughs> yeah, surprise, worst surprise of admission. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, if nobody has anything left, I think uh, we can close off yeah. for the day. I think. I think. Yeah, we're, think good. we're good. Right? Thanks for letting me like... join you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks nah, for coming no. on. No, not a problem. Appreciate you, Marissa, for hanging out with us today as well on Facebook Live and Ellie and others that, that uh, chimed in. Uh, Richard, uh, thanks to you as always. Love that you were available today and able to come on. And uh, you, look, you said it right, man. That was your first election, you know, your first time at, at, at going for an, elect, uh, an elected office. Uh, you know, our friend Scott Sturgill is running right now for Congress, and he, he's been through several losses, you know, and, and he keeps learning every time. And, and you know, they, they all tell him, all his political friends tell him, just keep going. You know, you got to lose a bunch of times before you win sometimes. So just keep going. Uh, so good luck to you. And uh, again, good luck to him. And you should get to know him. You should get to know Scott Sturgill. I think you, you guys would uh, like each other very much, actually. Um, Sound, I'll have to reach so, out. We'll have to get together. We'll have to make that introduction. Yep, yep. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that. thank you for uh, everything. And, uh, tr- all right. Thank you, brother. And uh, Dharma guy, any last words? No, man. Uh, that's all I got. It's a good show today. All right. Me too, man. That's it. Uh, so we'll see what else the Supreme Court has to say. Uh, everybody, just don't lose your damn mind. Stop letting fear guide you. Don't let the media freak you out about what's going to happen. We already saw what did happen. And, you know, the sky is still there. It didn't fall. Um, you you want to make some changes that are, are, are relatively permanent, at least for your lifetime, then uh, get together, write a bill and start pushing it through. That's how laws are done. I mean, you live in a, in a, in a, in a small community. You don't live in a nation as much as you live in a small community that's part of a state, that's part of a nation. Um, so start start local and then, then just build it from there. But, uh, you know, uh, whatever whatever rulings come through, trust me, you live in a spot where if more people like you believe a certain type of way, it's not going to change your way of life at all. All right, everybody. Remember, you got to vote. Talk to you all later. Adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye. <laughs>